What's up, podcast? It has been a really weird day for sports. A lot of sports are shutting down for coronavirus, but still want to get something out here on the podcast today. So we are going to use a previous conversation I actually had with a GCU sports business student and just talking a little bit about what it's like to be in sports business, uh, starting your own business with whatever sport it is that you play and now want to coach, and just some other overall thoughts for young aspiring students or people who want to get into sports as a career. So enjoy. About the, your work, so you work for the Coyotes. Correct. The marketing strategist and marketing strategy and special projects. Yes, and I also work in our, obviously, in our youth hockey space. Um, specifically, I'm the president of the Arizona Kachinas Girls Association, and I'm the director for our small fries program. Okay. Who would you say is the primary target that you serve in your main main coyotes position? So in our in my marketing role, when I'm just doing general marketing for the pro team, generally we've kind of switched our strategy. It used to be, you know, everybody was going after the hardcore hockey fan, and now the NHL as a whole has really shifted that, and now we're realizing. One, if we continue to market to the person we've always marketed to, which is usually the you know middle-aged white man is yeah. kind of what we say uh, across the league. That's not just here. We recognize that we're missing out on a huge opportunity from a marketing side of things. So for us, we really are trying to – our focus right now is really going after um, women and young families. Okay. So when you come to our games, you'll notice that – a lot of the stuff that we're doing is super kid-friendly. It's fun. It's really a, a family environment, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do. We also now are really trying to get into some of the Hispanic marketing because it's such a huge population here in Arizona that we've never really targeted before. So that's kind of the next phase of our marketing strategy. It, it aligns well because we now have the first Hispanic owner of an NHL franchise. So we think between that and a lot of the stuff that we've been doing to make our product more fun and family-oriented, which is something that's super important to that demographic, we really think we're well-positioned to uh, start going all out and in, in marketing there. So that's kind of on you know the marketing side of things. And then obviously with the youth hockey stuff, uh, we really are trying to get as many young girls exposure to the sport and we do that in a lot of different ways but the first touch is hopefully trying to get them at one of our street hockey clinics one of our try hockey for free clinics get them out to a game get some touch points there and just get them interested in the sport and then get them started into our system thank you um is the owner of the coyotes aron cohen no, so Aaron is our president and CEO. The owner is Alex Morello, who okay. is – he has a, a conglomerate of businesses, everything ranging from hotels and casinos to banks to radio stations. I mean, he just owns a ton of businesses, and 
he's having, as far as I can tell, a lot of fun uh, with this yeah. new project, taking on the team. He comes to a lot of our games, and so I think he's excited to be involved. I met Aaron at the fan fest at the beginning of the year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what kind of education, training, or background did you have previously that gave you experience for your both positions as the Kachinas and the Coyotes? Yeah, so it's interesting because when I very first started my undergrad, I went to Harvard um, to be a hockey player ultimately, but uh, I actually started my undergrad wanting to build rides for Disneyland. So I was my first half of my undergrad, I was a mechanical engineering major and then realized I was awful at physics. And so I switched over to history of science, which really I do nothing with now. And the Harvard philosophy is we're going to teach you how to learn and then you will go and get your master's in what it is you ultimately want to do, which is what I did. I got my MBA with a focus on marketing from ASU school of business um, in 2018 and so that was really kind of, I guess, the educational background. But I think the other piece of it, as far as the girls' hockey programming is concerned, is I started up my own hockey camp business right when I finished college in 2015. So I use a lot of the skills that I learned from that experience of running those camps and brought it over into a lot of the programming that I do on the youth and the girls' side for the Coyotes. So those are probably the two things that have really – driven what I do today and and honestly too I mean yes I have my MBA in marketing but getting that hands-on experience running my own business has really helped me with some of the skills that you need to be in a marketing role okay describe a typical day in the life for you in the workplace so when I am at kind of the nine to five. Uh, I'm at the arena. Our offices are downstairs. And I am usually in meetings involving anywhere from our game presentation to our advertising, both on the traditional side and the media side. I'm overseeing a lot of events and ultimately just working with our team, trying to make sure that we're being strategic with everything that we do, making sure that we're looking at you know, the opportunities and the the different strengths and weaknesses that we have and trying to align that with opportunities that are in the pipeline to make sure that we're executing on things as well as we possibly can. And then usually after, I'm either going to a rink where our girls are practicing or playing. I'm, you know, having meetings with parents of the girls in our association. So it's almost like working two jobs, but I think ultimately when you enjoy what you do, it's it's not it doesn't feel like you're working two jobs so it's it's fun yes uh, what are some big projects you're working on now or that you've finished up in the last few months so I think the biggest thing that we're probably working on now is next weekend we're actually bringing out the professional women's hockey players association which is a group of women who are fighting I mean they're Olympians, former Division One college hockey players, and they're ultimately fighting for a viable, sustainable, professional women's hockey league where they can get paid to play like the men do. And so yeah. they've been traveling around on this thing called the Dream Gap Tour, 
And so we're bringing them down. They're going to play three games next weekend. They're going to be playing two games against each other. And then the third game is going to be against the Arizona Coyotes alumni. So that's been a huge event that we're trying our best to sell out. Uh, We've been working on that for the last couple months. So I would say that's the biggest thing coming up in the pipeline and definitely hands down the biggest project that we've done in the past year was getting our Arizona Kachinas girls program up and running. That's been kind of a five-year project. So for it to finally be in process and actually happening this year is something that we're super proud of. Have you had any other experience with any other sports organizations? So I have not personally worked with any other sports teams in the sense that, you know, I've actually been an employee, but I've had the opportunity. I traveled with our team down to Tampa and then to Carolina and had the opportunity to meet with some people from the Lightning's front office, meet with some people from the Hurricanes front office. And that was really valuable for us because those are two teams that are also in what you might consider a non-traditional hockey market. So it was great for me to get an understanding of some of the things that they do and some of the tactics that they use to overcome that idea of we're not in a traditional Canadian or Minnesota market as you know, you obviously understand being from Minnesota. So that was, that was really helpful. And we have really good relationships with the Diamondbacks, uh, the rising. And so it's, you know, I think sports, Obviously, every league is slightly different, but there's so much to be learned from one another. So I just constantly, wherever I can, try to expand the network and learn what I can from other teams and other programs. But I've never formally worked in another sports organization. Okay. Um, What are some of the biggest rewards and challenges you face on a day-to-day basis? Gosh, I think I'll start with the challenges. Um, you know, sports is an extremely dynamic business. So you may, we'll just use marketing, for example. I mean, you may be creating um, a particular ad or visual piece of creative that's getting ready to launch in all these different avenues, and you're using a particular player on it, and all of a sudden that player gets traded or that player gets injured, and now you have to completely readjust and, and readapt and that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's it's a very fast-paced business. So I think those are definitely some of the challenges that we face in the marketing side of things. I think some of the biggest rewards, though, and this is, you know, just me personally being from Arizona, whether it's in the girls' side of things or whether it's just at the arena, any time that I have the opportunity to talk to someone whose life has been changed for the better – through hockey, whether it's their kid started playing and now they have more confidence or a family started buying season tickets because of how much fun they had at the Coyotes games. That for me is the most rewarding thing in the world. Just having been a hockey player from Arizona to be able to share that passion with other people is incredible and a huge part of why I love what I do. I did do some research on you. So (laughs) I, this is what was the opportunity to play in the 2014 Winter Olympics like? Gosh, <laughs> um, I, I, I'll you know obviously there are a million things I could talk about when it comes to the Olympics, but for the sake of of being somewhat brief, I think for me personally, I have a slightly different perspective just because 
I'm, a lot of people don't realize this, but I'm actually the very first hockey player, male or female, from Arizona to play in an Olympics. So for me, just being there, I think, was so significant, obviously, to represent your country. But for me to be able to represent my state in that way was something that was really personal and, and something that I was extremely proud of. And so I think for me, that was one of the most incredible pieces of the entire experience was just I had an amazing community here in Arizona that was rallying behind me and my whole family came out, which was wonderful. And so I think one of the things that has been the best piece of what came out of the Olympic experience was just the platform that it gave me to be able to make an impact and make a difference here in Arizona. So um, you know, if you, any specific questions you have about the Olympics, I'm happy to answer. But ultimately, that's like the number one thing that always resonates with me was just, wow, I was this little girl from the desert whose parents yeah. didn't know anything about hockey when I first started playing. And to think that I was able to do that, it's not only enabled me to make a difference here in Arizona, but just in some of these small hockey communities throughout the West. I run my hockey camps in New Mexico and Montana and Las Vegas and Colorado and a lot of these places that people don't really think of girls hockey. And no. it's been able, it's, it's enabled me to kind of tell these girls, look, it doesn't matter where you come from. If you want something and you work really hard for it, you have a chance of getting there like I did. That's very true. I mean, congratulations on going to the Olympics and Thank the you. success that you guys had. Thank you. Uh, You've kind of touched on this next question as well, but what has your impact been on youth hockey so far in your career? Um, you know, it's funny. I've been doing this pretty much since I got out of college in 2015. I've been involved in, in youth hockey in one way or another, and I've actually thought about really sitting down and quantifying all of the different kids that I've worked with over the years. But I think for me – the biggest thing is just I'm so fortunate that I have the opportunity, like I said, to give these kids a reason to dream and a reason to believe. Um, you know, one of the biggest transitional moments for me in my life was my sophomore year of college. My coach sat me down and basically asked me, like, do you even want to play on the Olympic team? Like, I hadn't really been involved in the USA hockey system yeah. my freshman or sophomore year, and she was actually projected to be the Olympic coach. And I said to her, I was like, coach, do you even think I have a chance? And she told she was really honest with me. She was like, first three lines, probably not, but that fourth line's open for the taking. And <laughs> for me, that was just like a total flip of the switch because that for me was my opportunity. That was somebody telling me that I actually had a chance. And I'd like to think that the biggest impact that I'm able to make, in addition to giving these kids an opportunity to go to camps, go to clinics, be involved in an all-girls association. I think in addition to all those things, I'd like to believe that the biggest impact I can make is to have kids have that moment because of what I'm able to bring to the table. I want kids to be at my camps and clinics, involved in our association and our programs, and look at me and say, wow, if she was able to do it, then why couldn't I do it? and just give these kids a reason to dream. And I hope I've done that. Um, but, you know, you never really know. But I certainly – I always tell people I certainly don't want to be the last female hockey player to make an Olympic team from Arizona. I feel like you won't be. 
I'm hopefully got to keep building. Yes. Now, how do you see Lindsay Fry hockey expanding? Yeah. So it's, that's been an interesting dynamic working my full-time job at the Coyotes and also trying to grow Lindsay Fry hockey. And it's a delicate balance that I have to be really careful of. Um, The team's been extremely respectful of the fact that that's something that's really important to me and ultimately helps me continue to build my personal brand and my hockey brand to be able to be more of an impact for the Coyotes, if that makes sense. And so right now I run about nine, eight or nine camps during the summer uh, in all different places throughout the Western U.S. And I usually go on the weekends. I'll fly out either on Thursday or Friday, run a camp pretty much for 10 hours a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then fly home and and then the office on Monday. But I think the, the, what I'm trying to do this year, because I can't necessarily expand how many weekends I'm traveling or how long my camps are. What I'm trying to do right now is really maximize the time that I am there. And I think that's what really differentiates my camps from other camps. A lot of people are coming in and they're teaching skating and they're teaching stick handling and they're teaching passing and mechanics and all that stuff. But I want to teach more than that so what I'm doing this year to revamp my camps is yes we're going to do on ice skills but we're going to do off ice training we're going to do video review we're going to do mental performance training we're going to do nutrition training so it's really more of a holistic opportunity for these kids to learn a lot in a short amount of time and I'm hoping that doing things that way is one going to really maximize what the kids get out of these weekends with me but to also make my time with them more valuable and, and hopefully give them a lot of value in return. What do you wish you'd known when you were starting out in this career path? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think on the, I'll, I'll start first with the Lindsay Fry hockey stuff. Um, I think the biggest thing I would have liked to know and these are going to sound a little contradictory but I think one being an Olympian is not enough you have to always be working to show people your value and I actually heard a fantastic quote he's a president of one of the other hockey associations here but he basically told me you know he was a former pro player and got into the hockey director space with some of the youth clubs and he said what I learned right away was that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and I think you come right out of the gate you're young you're this Olympic athlete played D1 you just assume that people are going to show up and be like knocking down your door to come to your camps and that wasn't entirely the case Um, so I think I wish I had had known that beforehand that you know there's there's more to it more to it than just having notoriety. Um, But on the flip side, there were a lot of times where I didn't necessarily value myself enough, whether that was for things like speaking engagements or clinics or coaching travel teams over the summer. Um, And I wish that I had had a better understanding of, you know, how I was supposed to be valuing myself and valuing my business. So I know those aren't super specific answers, but I think what's really important in an in entrepreneurship space, and I think for anyone who wants to pursue a career in what they love, 
it feels a little awkward at times to market yourself for something you love and also to value yourself for something you love and that you would do for free. So if you can continue to find the balance between those two things, um, it, it really will help you in the long run. Are all your camps, do you see your camps for free? No. So. Oh, said free. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just say. I will say one of the, one of the reasons my, my camp model works. Um, so I go to, I go to small towns. I mean, I literally go to Whitefish, Montana, which is this tiny little mountain town. I go to Minot, North Dakota. Okay. So I go to these small areas where I don't, I can't charge these parents for a weekend. So one of the things that I've worked incredibly hard to do is build these relationships with the different programs and the parents and the coaches there who are on the ground. And so one of the reasons my model works is because I've, I've built that network and a lot of the coaching assistants that I get are volunteer coaches who I either comp their kid to play in the camp or I really try to help develop them as a coach while they're on the ice. So they're getting something out of it. And that's something that's enabled me to keep costs low while also making my business model work. You know what pro camps is? Um, is it the, that's not the one out of Boston. No, it's out of, uh, it's out of uh, Ohio. Okay, I don't think I've I don't think I'm I'm familiar with those. I I volunteered at them probably about like seven times in the past three years. Okay. Like, yeah, so I I I like the youth camp aspect of everything. It's so fun and like going to be like having professional athletes, just a cool experience for the kids and just to help out with everything. It's so fun. For sure. I enjoy volunteering at those. That's awesome, and that's another thing too. I mean, I one of the reasons our Kachinas and our small fries program works is because we utilize a lot of our high school and college players locally who come and and help us out with that and and coach. And um, even though they're maybe only getting a small stipend or a gift card, it's just, it's, it's a win for them because they're getting the coaching experience and they're able to get volunteer hours or uh, just, you know, the, the opportunity to build their resumes and we're getting female coaches as role models out there on the ice. So it's, it's, it's fun to create those win-wins. I think that's one of the most fun parts about the business aspect of what I do. I have one last question. Talked a little, got, we expanded our questions, but where do you <laughs> see yourself in 10 years from now? Oh, that is a hard question. So, you fudge. <laughs> well, so it's funny when I got out of college, initially I wanted nothing to do with hockey and that was a really tunnel visioned view of the world. But I looked at it and said, you know, I, I'm getting a Harvard education and all my friends are getting these jobs in finance or on wall street or in consulting. And so I need to go and get a, hardcore business job because if I do hockey it's a cop out and a waste of my education so that was my mindset when I first got out of college and I ended up I wanted to run a couple camps here and there just to give back to the communities that helped me get to where I was and then when I started realizing that there was real business opportunity in a lot of non-traditional hockey markets that's what sort of changed my mindset and 
So I, I shifted away from that mentality of I have to be doing something different in order to be successful. And I started realizing that I can be in hockey and, and make an impact and have business success. So I ended up telling myself that I was going to give 10 years of my life to hockey. I'm on year five right now. Okay. So I, in five years, I will either be wrapping up my uh, involvement with youth hockey or I will decide that it's what I want to continue on with. But I think, you know, I, I truly am an entrepreneur at heart. I love I love creating. I love building. And business has been an opportunity for me to do that. So I would say in five to ten years, I'm probably operating my own business, whether it's in hockey or not. That's that's probably where I'm going in uh, in the next five to ten. Okay. I ran out of questions. <laughs> Is there anything else? you didn't share that you wouldn't mind sharing or that I didn't, I don't know about you that. Well, who is this ultimately? Is this for a class or is this, where is this being shared out to? It's uh, for my sports management class at GCU and informational interview. And so. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I always like to have like a little bit of advice thrown in but I think the biggest thing you get a lot of kids that I shouldn't say kids you get a lot of people who go through sports management degrees and think I'm going to be a GM of a pro team or I'm going to be the CEO of a professional team one of the biggest things that I advise people on is go and get a go get an understanding intern volunteer whatever it is go get an understanding of the spectrum of sports and how you can get involved, whether that's working local youth camps or working for an NHL club, there's a lot in between. There's in hockey, there's the AHL affiliates, you know, the minor leagues, there's the junior programs, there's youth associations. There's so many different ways that you can apply your sports management degree to sports and they all have different things that they require. If you're somebody who, and I'll use myself as an example. If you're somebody who's really entrepreneurially minded and you want to try a lot of different things in your career and see what works and what doesn't, a minor league team is probably for you because yeah. at the professional level, there are, there are boundaries, there are guidelines. At the, at the minor league level, you can try the crazy idea that you've been thinking about since you were a kid. You can try 15 different theme nights in a year. So I, I guess my big point is if you are trying to pursue a career in sports, don't limit yourself to just doing it at the pro level. I get to kind of do it at all levels, and that's one of the reasons I love it. If I was exclusively just working for the pro team, I myself know that I probably wouldn't be happy because that youth programming is my outlet, and I, I love getting to be more of an entrepreneur in that space. So that's that's kind of my two cents on sports business and you don't yeah. have to include this in your paper, but just something for oh. you and any of your friends who are going through what you guys are going through. 